For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, uh, we are back talking to Matthew Eichard. Um, Matthew, I've enjoyed uh, getting to... Uh, talk about a whole uh, host of issues and topics, and, and uh, all of these are, are serious questions. But now it does seem like we're, you know, turning up the heat just a little bit uh, with with this question. Uh, but we know that uh, pornography is a very uh, prevalent issue in our culture. Um, we have had numerous people on this podcast bring up that issue, and mm-hmm. had entire podcasts um, designated to that one uh, topic. Uh, so, Matthew, I know you've seen it in your uh, ministry as every youth worker has, but what, what do you tell a student um, who comes to you and says, you know, I'm struggling with pornography uh, and I want to stop. Uh, and they, they, they're coming to you for help. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how do you begin that conversation? Um, where do you typically go? I think the, the place that I always, by God's grace, want to start is by celebrating the fact that in response to the gospel and in response to, to the movement of the Holy Spirit in, in their heart, this individual is, is seeking the way of, of confession and repentance of sin. Amen. That is a big, big deal. Um, and and I, I, want, I want to make sure that a student understands that that's a big deal from the very moment that, that he would confess something like that to me. Um, because, you know, you and I know, and we all know in ministry, sin thrives in, in darkness. You know, sin thrives in isolation. And so when a student, again, is being prompted by the Spirit to move towards someone else in the confession of a sin that, that can carry with it a lot of shame and in quite a few, you know, relational consequences, maybe with mom or dad, or that is, that is worth praising Mm. that, that, that student is responding to the spirit in that way. So that's the first place I want to start. Yeah. And I'm just going to go ahead and interrupt and and interject and say, (laughs) as I already said, amen. But I mean, this point cannot be overstated um, because everything, I mean, in this dark world of pornography, I mean, it's, whispering, you know, keep your mouth shut, be ashamed, stay in the dark, don't talk to anybody. And and like you said, uh, the fact that a student would actually come and admit that they're struggling should be celebrated. Uh, I mean, they need the pat on the back, the encouragement, um, that this is the spirit working. Um, so yeah, um, celebrating, that's a, that's a great place to start for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, after that, um, you also want a student to know that that they're not alone in their struggle against this particular sin habit um, or, or sin struggle. It, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just kind of use my own context. I know there are statistics that 
you know, kind of have a, a range of percentages and how many people have, have viewed pornography in the last week or when, you know, they viewed pornography for the first time. Just in my context, I've never had a conversation with a male student and, and you know, where this hasn't been an issue at some level. Mm. It's not always, you know, to the same extent. Sometimes it's an issue from the past and not the present. Um, sometimes it's, you know, pornographic materials and sometimes it's just, you know, intense lust in the heart and in the head. But, you know, this, this is a very, you know, common, and I, I want to be careful not to use universal, but a very common struggle that, that is faced by individuals in, in the life of the church. Um, and so I, I want to help a student understand, look, you are not alone here. This is not just you and Jesus and nobody else. Um, this is something that many older men in the church can come alongside you, pray with you, understand your struggle. And, and for our young ladies trying to point them to our female staff, you know, for these conversations that can say there are other older women here who can help you and come alongside you and, and know you. And um, and so I, I just want to connect them to other people and to other stories in the midst of their struggle against a sin, again, that can be extremely overwhelming, extremely laden with shame and reproach. Um, and one of the other things I like to do in just connecting students with others is to actually take them back to Scripture and to kind of say, hey, listen, why do you think Paul was talking to the Corinthian church this way? <laughs> and they're like, um, um, it's because they had this same problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, you flip back to Proverbs 5 or 7. Hey, why do you think Solomon is talking to his son in this way? Uh, because they had the same problem. Yeah. You know, to, to recognize that, that this particular temptation, uh, issues of, related to sexual sin, they are common. Um, and, and this is something that we can face together as a community. Um, so that's kind of the, the second place that I would typically go, celebrate repentance, turn them toward community, and then, you know, maybe third, but most important, turn them to the hope of the gospel and to the Savior mm -hmm. um, and, and helping them recognize that Jesus Christ is sufficient, um, that he, in fact, has paid the penalty for this sin um, in and through his work on the cross. Um, that they, if they confess their sin, he is faithful and just to cleanse them, um, again and again and again, um, to, to just help them see the glory, the sufficiency, the necessity of, of Christ's active love for them in the midst of that. Um, because I think sometimes we become so blinded by the guilt, the shame, the regret that, that we miss the beauty and the power of our redemption. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just once again, amen to all of that um, because of the, again, the, the darkness, the shame, the guilt that's associated with the sin to, to have the initial response to be one of hope and love and encouragement. And, and like you said, I mean, pointing them to the, the fact of, of community and this is a common struggle. You are not alone. Um, so, so giving them all of that hope and, and pointing them, like you said, ultimately to the gospel and, and for a student coming forward who may know the gospel, it might be the first time they've seen how the gospel applies to this context. And again, 
you connecting the dots, helping them to see that, not just assuming that uh, is huge. And so, you know, if you have, again, this scenario where students come to you, um, what kind of follow-up would you do? You know, you have this initial interaction, you're encouraging them, uh, you're praying with them, you're pointing them to Scripture. Um, do you say, you know, hey, let's meet again next week? What, what are some practical things you do? Yeah, I, that's absolutely vital, John. You've got to have accountability. And I would say, you know, that that's going to be true of any sin pattern that a student would, would bring to my attention I, I would certainly want to provide either through my own personal interaction with that student or, you know, pointing them to other people in our church that are a, a little older than them and trustworthy. You just want to provide some avenue of accountability um, because, you know, again, left to ourselves, we're just going to kind of crawl back into the darkness. That's so much a part of that old man of that flesh and that sin nature say, okay, great. I got that off my chest. Now I'll just kind of shrink slowly back into the darkness mm-hmm. and um, maybe back to, to old patterns. And so, yeah, I, I like to be, you know, pretty, um, pretty straightforward uh, with my students in, in, in accountability. Um, one of the things that I do, uh, particularly if, you know, if I, if I know that this student is coming from a Christian home and a home where, um, I can really trust dad. And, and again, for our young ladies working with our female staff, you know, if this is a home where they feel like, you know, they're working with a student that has a very trustworthy mom to say, you know what I think would really be best for you in this situation is to pursue your dad with this same truth. Um, and I want to give you seven days to do that. And I'm going to kind of remind you a couple of times over the next week to do that. And at the end of that seven days, I'm going to come with you to do that. Um, now, I can tell you for many students, that feels very radical, mm-hmm. very scary. Um, but I want them to feel, you know, the, the way that I, I want them to know that we as a church and that I as their pastor, I'm just not going to let them. I, I'm just not going to sit back and let them get eaten by their sin. Yeah. Um, and I want them to understand that the mortification of sin is in fact an active process that sometimes comes with, with pain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I know that's not necessarily like the, woohoo, kind of <laughs> but you know, mortifying sin is hard mm-hmm. and it, sometimes it gets ugly. And again, parents love their children. They want what is best for their children. And, and I think Christian parents ultimately want, you know, what what is spiritually best for their children. And, you know, some of the greatest conversations that I've ever had in this particular subject is, you know, the best thing a student said to me, more than one student said to me, the very best thing that ever happened to me was my dad catching me at the computer one day. Hmm. Very best thing that ever happened to me was my dad taking my phone and saying, all right, you need to give me all your passwords right now. And just going through my history, you know, again, in the moment that stung, <laughs> that probably terrified that student felt like the very worst thing. But over the course of time, they've come to see that that was what the Lord used to really root that sin pattern out of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet again, just uh, connecting this whole issue to 
the family and not dealing with the student just on their own. Yes, accountability is vital, um, but then pointing them back to their parents and, and again, just reminding them, yeah, okay, student, this is going to feel awkward to you. This is going to be uncomfortable. I know you don't want to do this, but emphasizing the love. You know, your parents love you so much and they want to help you. Um, so, yeah, I think it's vitally important to have these students, like you said, if if you know the family, if they're members of the church, if you know they're Christians, um, there, there could be some scenarios, scenarios for sure, um, you know, where maybe that's not, you know, the first step in the first week, but maybe down the road or whatever. Um, but but knowing the family is, is crucial. So any anything you want to add to that? Uh, you know, I, I just, I guess I would say this to, to the youth workers that are listening, maybe to parents that are listening. I, I think recognizing that students often come to us or maybe hopefully often come to us with this issue is, is a really great thing because again, we can celebrate the fact that God's at work in their lives. But I also think, and I say this, you know, to encourage myself too. This particular issue is one in which we also need to be pursuing students and and asking hard questions and, um, you know, regularly asking hard questions because it is very prevalent and it is very deadly. And the consequences of of, you know, even casual pornography use are long lasting and run deep. And, And so I think, you know, this is an issue, as many others have said, that that is worth pursuing and and for the glory of Christ and the good of his church you know to to take up the active work of mortifying in our lives. Hmm. That's a very good word. Uh, again, just as prevalent as this issue is and we know that most students have smartphones, uh, they're going to encounter pornography. And, and so for us to be pursuing them and asking these hard questions is an important uh, piece to this uh, this issue. So once again, thank you Matthew. You're welcome.